Welcome to Twin Peaks Radio, the show where we remember in the words of Major Garland Briggs, the real mystery can't be solved, not completely. So it's just out of reach, like a light around the corner. You might catch a glimpse of what it reveals, feel its warmth, but you can't know the heart of it, not really. That's what gives it value. It can't be cracked. It's bigger than you and me, bigger than everything we know. I'm Professor Robert E. G. Black. Today I want to take a look at... It's not a mystery. It's the Saw Blades. We're still talking about the opening titles. Taking our time with this part. Don't worry, we won't go this slow through the regular show. But I thought the titles deserved to linger. Because we see them over and over. Plus, in the pilot episode, they're slightly different. The Saw Blades are... Okay. We go from Buried Thrush, the bird to the exterior of the Weyerhaeuser Mill, which, in-universe, we assume is the Packard Mill. And that's a safe assumption. But what is the Packard Mill? The Packard Mill is a place where they cut wood. But what do we get here as our visual? This isn't the cutting of wood. We don't see them cutting wood. We see saw blades being sharpened. We see, first of all, two different angles of circular saws being sharpened. And because I was, you know, history major as an undergrad, I go into the history and I'm looking at where saw blades, not saw blades generally, because I assume most cultures came up with saw blades, but circular saw blades. And I find that circular saw blades, there's evidence of them in a prehistoric use in the Indus Valley, specifically the Harappans. And so I go to look that up and I find, among other things, this is from the book, The Early River Valley Civilizations, by Rebecca Craft Rector. I hate to give fuel for the Twin Peaks obsessives. That's silly, I am one of them. But I'm not as crazy as some of you. If you watch my TikTok stuff about Twin Peaks, Twin Peaks Radio on TikTok, you will find that I don't buy into some of the larger everything means something else kind of arguments. I think there is a dream logic to the show generally, and we can take things to mean something personal to us, but when we act too definitively on what specific things mean and what David Lynch meant by them, barring explanation by him, which he is not want to give, it might be a little much. And so now I'm going to fuel that because I can get you from the saw blades to Judy in just a couple steps. Because... This was on the same page as the thing about saw blades, and I'm like, oh no, I had to read it. Most scholars believe Harappans were polytheistic, meaning they worshipped many gods. Small female statues have been found, which may mean they worshipped a mother goddess. Harappans probably believed in an afterlife since they included tools and food when they buried their dead. The Vedic culture incorporated some Harappan beliefs, and over time the religion developed into Hinduism. The Vedic people cremated their dead and believed in reincarnation. So, mother goddess, I'm thinking Judy, and I'm like, oh no, other people are going to go for that and think Judy, because I tried to avoid it. I'm like, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to get to Judy until Judy exists, even though I have to rewatch the show in a way where I'm thinking about Judy. I don't, I don't know that I'm going to find much evidence for Judy in the original two seasons, or that Judy was a plan. There was at some point something about Josie having a sister named Judy, 
but then originally Josie wasn't quite Josie, as we'll get when we get to Josie past the credits. <sighs> it, it gets complicated, but I'm just trying to give you different angles. Angles maybe you didn't hadn't heard before, that's why I go into the history stuff. That was a section on religion here, and then science and technology, it says, The people of the Indus civilization were among the first to have a uniform system for measuring and weighing things. This made it possible to precisely engineer their irrigation systems, flood walls, wells, drains, and roads. They invented bronze tools like circular saws, drills, and needles. After that, jump over to the history of hardware tools to find where modern circular saws came into existence. This is from thoughtco.com. Large circular saws around metal discs saw that cuts by spinning can be found in sawmills and are used to produce lumber. Samuel Miller invented the circular saw in 1777, but it was Tabitha Babbitt, a shaker sister, who invented the first circular saw used in a sawmill in 1813. Babbitt was working in the spinning house at the Harvard Shaker community in Massachusetts when she decided to improve upon the two-man pit saws that were being used for lumber production. Babbitt is also credited with inventing an improved version of cut nails, a new method of making false teeth, and an improved spinning wheel head. And then we get, just straight off the Wikipedia, supposedly Gervinius of Germany, or Gervinius of Germany, is often credited with inventing the circular saw in 1780. The problem is their source cited on that is Sonia Haskins' The Homeschooler's Book of Lists. And I'm not trusting homeschoolers because they're the kind of people who, you know, do their own research and all that. George Gottfried Gervinius was a German literary and political historian who lived from 1805 to 1871. Wait, how did he invent a circular saw in 1780? Wait, how did he invent something in 1780 when he wasn't alive? (laughs) Yeah, uh, that's wrong. And that's kind of funny. Also, he didn't. I don't think he invented saws. Maybe they're talking about a completely different person. Or maybe they're just wrong. I'm going to vote wrong. But anyways, modern circular saws come about much more recently, obviously. And the saws we see here, the process we're seeing is very complex because there is, this is before you have CNC computer-controlled machine movement, like you get in modern uh, 3D printers and whatnot. And so this is something that's much more brilliantly engineered in a way with the sharpening file blade going at one angle on the blade and then an arm comes in pushing the blade one step further and that same file comes down at a different angle and gets the back of the same tooth of the blade and then repeats the process on the next tooth. And that is cool. But then what we get after that is similar visual I'm going through it, a little gap of silence there, because I forgot how long it lingers on these blades. That's actually pretty long. We got, let's see, we're fading from the smokestacks to the blades. The fade starts at second 12 on the copy I'm looking at. The fade from that first shot of the back and forth is about 30 seconds. So we're talking 18 seconds of that shot of blades and then we just cut to a different angle of the same or fade to a different angle of the same but now with 
changing to the different angle, we can see that a second machine is doing the same thing in the background. So this is a place where they have to file blades on a regular basis. This is a sawmill. We know that. And then, because we're not out of the saw blades before we get it in the pilot, at least, we get the title. Twin Peaks. Now, I won't interpret the title itself as to what the words mean yet. We'll get to that later when we get to the town, when we get to the show. But I did want to talk about the title itself, the, the visual of it, because this is, the font is ITC avant-garde gothic condensed, basically, or some equivalent thereof. Interestingly, it is brown, like a forest brown, the letters, and then they have a glowing sort of, sort of glowing, it seems glowing, green outline, which aside from brown and green is like the forest. That slight glow and the black shadow behind it suggests something more. Like the glow is an actual glow, like a supernatural. There's something more to this. But even more than that, paused at second 40 right now with the title fully on the screen. And the title is solid. But then, by second 44, it's gone. But that fade, though quick, has two parts to it. The brown disappears first. And the green outline remains. So we're getting this outline of the letters that lingers just longer than the letters themselves. At the same time, we're watching these saw blades. This juxtaposition is important. I'll get to that in a second, because then about second 46, we fade to a different saw also being sharpened. And this is, I don't even know exactly what this saw is. It's a flat thing, probably used to cut long boards, but it's not a circular saw. It's different. I think that difference is negligible in this case. It's just showing us another blade, and this one you get a lot more concentration of sparks. We're also getting sparks. Sparks are important. Sparks are electricity. Sparks are fire. And what do blades do? I mean, these blades are used to do work, but blades can also kill. That matters. We start to get the first credit, starring Kyle MacLachlan, while this saw is on the screen still. Same font. The letters all seem to fade away. Brown first, green stays, and they also seem a little more transparent than the title was. We get Michael Keen. And then we fade to a shot that is not in any of the other episodes, which is the giant log. And I'll talk about that next time, because that's a specific location in the town. First, I want to talk about the blades and why, when they could have filmed blades cutting wood, the mill had not been shut down yet. I believe they filmed, I believe I said this last time, they filmed like two months before this part of the factory would have been closed. So they could have filmed blades cutting wood, or they could have gone to a different mill to film blades cutting wood. But they filmed blades being sharpened instead, blades being shaped. And I think this matters because it goes to, this is my overthinking everything. It might just be they thought the visual was interesting, and I assume it started with the visuals interesting. See, I am, I am both a denier of the crazy overthinking and a uh, crazy overthinker. Because I take this as we're watching the blades be made because we're looking at the process of making the things that do the thing. What matters in the show is there's this mill. We don't really see much of the mill itself. We see a little bit of it when there's a fire, but we don't really see, even in the first episode, we see when they shut it down. We don't see a lot of the detail. But what we get here instead of the detail is detail on detail. Sort of meta thing. This is a show about an investigation and picking apart this town, right? So what we have here is not the blades cutting the wood, because we got to go further back than that. It's not how did the blades cut the wood, but it's how did the blades come to be? How did this get to where it got to? 
I remember I had a teacher. This was in a program on becoming a teacher. He had this line that he used a lot because it was about how we approach the way we teach. It's like, what is the thing you think when you think about thinking? And so we need to think the things that we think when we think about thinking. And in this case, what is the process that gets to the blades, that gets to the wood? The wood becomes lumber, becomes houses, becomes everything else. But then the juxtaposition next comes back to that log, and we go backward again. But also not, because that log is sitting on a train car, which would, in theory, transport it to somewhere else, except this log's still there. Talking about the log next time. But I think that the, the, the disconnection is important. The same reason I wanted to go over the credits one bit by one bit, rather than how I will hope to talk about the show, which was more of storyline by storyline, or episode by episode, or scene by scene, at the slowest. Here I want to go sort of shot by shot, because the juxtaposition of each of these shots is setting the mood for every episode. This one is setting the mood for the whole show. We sit down to watch Twin Peaks, the night is premiere, and this is what we get. What do we think? We already have some idea probably what the show's going to be about. I wasn't a subscriber to TV Guide yet because I was like 12 when the show premiered. I would be a subscriber within a couple years of that, but not yet. But I might read it in the TV Guide thing that came in the Sunday paper. I mean, there's a reason we sat down to watch this show. We thought it looked interesting. Maybe we saw trailers for this show. i got to look up what trailers said. That's one thing I haven't actually looked up. Tonight, an ABC premiere presentation. She's dead. Wrapped in plastic. Look, you guys, please, what did I do? What's going on? Entering the town of Twin Peaks. FBI. Right. Something troubling you, Bobby? You want to tell us about it? Oh, God. You think I killed her? There it is. Oh, my God. Here it is. Twin Peaks. Next. Sheriff, we got a lot to talk about. But we sat down to watch this show, and then this comes on. What are we thinking right now? It's like, it's a bird. Okay, we're going out in nature. This isn't the city. And then the factory, it's like, Oh, but it is the city because there's pollution, there's smoke, and it's fading from thing to thing, and then blades being made and sharpened. And We don't know yet that there's a sawmill as a main part of the show. We're just seeing blades being made. This is somewhere where these people work in industry. They work in manual labor. This is a working class kind of place. A lot of our main characters are not working class. We have a property owner businessman. We have a lawyer. We have a doctor. And we do have Leo. It's not like we're rooting for him or worrying about his characterization as a working class guy. But I think that is important in his characterization. And maybe we don't think of it because we have all these other people that we like and we think about them. But what matters here, talking about the saw blades, is not even that characterization because we're not there yet. We don't even have the first scene. We don't even have the credits over yet. Now we know the title. If we didn't know the title, and we're just have the TV on from whatever was on right before this. I don't have it open on. I could check, actually. Hold that thought. Twin Peaks premiered 9 o'clock Sunday night on ABC. Right before it was America's Funniest Home Videos, which that episode, as scheduled, included an embarrassed firefighter watches his feast go up in flames 
a woman tries to use a chair to get a seat on a horse. Also, slippery snow stuff. Cat antics. Another episode follows. The 8.30 show was... A Georgia man who proposed to a woman waiting to greet him in an airplane terminal with the help of his fellow passengers. Baby's first tastes of different foods. This was a repeat. And then Twin Peaks, which is described in the time slot as a surreal soap about life in a northwestern lumber town, begins with the discovery of the murder of a high school girl and the arrival of FBA agent Dale Cooper, who joins Sheriff Harry S. Truman in the probe, directed by David Lynch. And so we know it's David Lynch, but then we see all this nature. Maybe if we have an idea of David Lynch, what have I seen at this time? I don't think I've talked about this. When Twin Peaks premiered, what had I seen that was David Lynch? I don't think I'd seen any of his weird stuff. I'd seen Elephant Man many times. We had that on video. I'd never seen Racerhead at that point. I knew Blue Velvet was weird. I didn't know anything about it. I never saw it until later. So, I mean, my family watched this together. Why did we... It's interesting to think about. Because I don't, I don't know how to think of that. I don't know that at the time I was thinking about why other people were watching this. Why did we watch what we watched? We get these saw blades, and it's making me wonder, why do we see this from three angles? I mean, technically the third angle is different blades, different file. But we see three angles on this, and why? Because this is a show about sharp things. It's about fire. It's about the way things become the way they are. And that goes into the psychology of everything about Leland and Bob and Laura and maybe Judy. Well, now, I'm not going to talk about Judy. In fact, we're not going to talk about Judy at all. Remember, in the words of Major Garland Briggs, mystery is the most essential ingredient of life. Mystery creates wonder, which leads to curiosity, which in turn provides ground for our desire to understand who and what we truly are. This has been a production of Lemming Drop Studio. You can find links to more at lemmingdrops.com. Follow the show on Twitter at Peaks Radio and on Facebook, Instagram, or of course the previously mentioned TikTok at Twin Peaks Radio. Or join the Facebook group Lemming Drops Studio Tour. Also, you can support all my shows at patreon.com slash lemmingdrops. to visit, but you wouldn't want to die there Sunday, 